Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 in any football game this week and receive $150 in free bets instantly if you sign up using the PHNX code. All right, we've got Johnny. We've got Frank back What's with up? us. We've got Saul joining us. Couldn't miss. Ooh, ooh. Couldn't miss tonight's show, could you? No, I, I, I was. <laughs> I, I got excited today, and I think we all know why. So I'm here. Okay, so I, I'm assuming you're talking about. So I tweeted out. I have. I really have no idea what came over me because it's not like me. D- it really is not. <laughs> That's <laughs> what got everybody <laughs> excited. <laughs> So I tweeted out that I got uh, four texts today. Hey, what have you done to Cheerston? I was like, dude, I haven't done anything. All good things. All good things. Yeah. All good things. Positive vibes <laughs> and booze. Here we go. Yeah. So I tweeted out that if we get to 1,500 followers on our PHNX Cardinals Twitter page, and I'll check this just to make sure, just to see oh, we where we're at. We just need 300 now. more. We're at. I think we need 1281, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, 1283. So we'll see. So We're close. going to leave so this close. open throughout the show. Usually we go about an hour, so we'll get another hour, and we'll see where we get. Uh, but if we get to 1,500, I will, and I've got a whole case of course like here. She does. I will shotgun the beer. <laughs> Haven't done it in like 10 years, but I will, uh, I'll dust off the college habits. So and- Don't let us down, Twitter. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> get it done. Make up 215 fake accounts right now. <laughs> Buy them overseas if you have to. You know, people do that where they buy followers do they? overseas. Do yeah. they? Oh, that's a real Why thing. Why do you know yeah. that? So, well, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All of mine are very legitimate. Wow. Yeah, I somehow doubt that now, Johnny, since you knew exactly how to get the fake followers. All, all of mine are legitimate. All the bots that follow me are all legitimate. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, we, it is a huge week for the Cardinals, uh, taking on the Rams, uh, starting divisional play. And Kyler Murray talked to the media today, and he was asked about how much different this Cardinals team is. You know, obviously, Cardinals have not been able to beat the Rams during the Sean McVay era. So he was asked how much different this Cardinals team is um, compared to teams in the past. And he was like, night and day not even close. So I think there is a, a level of confidence within this team that maybe they haven't had in years past going up against the Rams. <laughs> wow, guys. Well, 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 don't, don't everybody chime in at once well, now. I'll just take a drink. Uh, <laughs> let, let me do this because I, I, I understand what Kyler's saying. And honestly, I think that he's night and day from the very first time he played the Rams and got into the NFL and had to deal with the NFC West and the Rams and what they're saying. We're talking about a three-time defensive player of the year, Aaron Donalds, on the other side with three other guys that was just beast. And their, their front seven is no joke. So as a young quarterback coming into the league, he had to face that. So to see where he's at right now and how they progress and the pieces that he got, yeah, he should say the Cardinals right now are night and day, but I'm I'm the – person on the other side saying until you win until there's a w on that sheet that said you beat the rams then you're still the same well the rams are a different team too you know they didn't have matt stafford that's that's true too but they still they're still undefeated they versus the cardinals, the cardinals. With jared goff they complained about jared goff night and day that being the rams Sorry. he was good enough to drop 30 plus points every time he faced the cardinals and every game was lopsided so I can understand Frank's point. Now you, you get a significant upgrade at quarterback who looks right now like maybe the MVP along with Kyler Murray. I do understand many people have have labeled it the most talented Cardinal team we've seen since 2015. Coincidentally, that was the last two years that the Cardinals were able to beat the Rams before McVay took over in January of 2017. So if if they're ever going to do it, this is probably their best chance. You know, maybe Kingsbury notwithstanding, because I I just I feel like with McVay, they have such a superior head coach, and that's not a knock on Cliff. Even if I were to say like Cliff's a top twenty coach or a top fifteen coach, McVay's a top three coach. I mean, it's it's like looking at another maybe Sean Payton Belichick esque type of coach now in your own division. I mean, the Cardinals have overcome Pete Carroll, right? They've beaten Kyle Shanahan in certain mm-hmm. instances, but just with McVay, man, it just seems like, especially with Cliff, 
you feel like you're going in without a full deck. Well, I mean, if you, th- I keep thinking about Bruce Arians every time we face the Rams because he was, you know, he had that famous line about one team's battling for first place, the other one's always eight and eight. Yeah, <laughs> about the Rams. Yeah, right. And now I feel like the tables have turned. Absolutely. And we're looking at a Cardinals team. It's a hell of a quote. <laughs> it's it's like that's a that was eight and eight last year, yep. um, fighting for respect. And dude, until you slap Aaron Donald in the face and and beat him and and beat McVay. It's like shut up and, and, and put up. Well, the other thing, too, when it comes to the Rams is they don't beat themselves. I mean, they're the least penalized team in the league. They don't have very many. I think they've got two turnovers mm-hmm. um, on the year in, in three games. And so they don't really do a whole lot to beat themselves either. And, and that's a tough team to beat. They are a tough team to beat. Um, but I want to, again, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to juggle the statement that he made but yet i respect the statement that he made because it still lines up with you're that much better and i think he he will be the the caveat that determines if we win or lose this game because it it will it will come down to how well he throws controls the ball how well he is able to get his guys to breathe and relax and get these guys involved in the game and he's being he's in that position right now he's smarter he's better he's faster this year thank god he's healthier and those are the things that now and he has a is a freaking center that they talk to each other and they communicate very well. And I think I, I agree with what he's saying. But at the end of the day, the quarterback that has the ball in his hand, he's the guy that's saying I can determine whether we're night and day difference. And I think he's that much better than he was when he first got in the league. And I think he has he has the right to say that because he's he's the last he's the last man. The, the Rams have the most the, the more notorious wide out core mm-hmm. than the Suns, or I'm sorry, the Cardinals. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Devin Booker can't run a, a go route to save his life, right? Uh, you know, uh, then the Cardinals. Yeah. And every time I look at this, I'm like, yeah, but I do feel like the Cardinals are just as good as their receiving core. Um, and even if you talk about in the, in the past, like, you know, people might hate me for saying this, but I do think A.J. Green is an upgrade over mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald yeah. because he's a little bit more spry. He can do a little bit. He's a little bit more versatile, especially on the edge, and that opens things up. Yeah. And and so I think that's going to make a world of difference. It, it's already proven to make a world of, of difference this year because you don't have somebody clogging up or limited to just one position. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's flexible, and basically everybody on that on that receiving core can play any position, yeah. whether it be outside or inside. With all due respect to the to the group last year, it was a two-man offense. It was Hopkins and Kyler Murray. And good teams adjusted to that. The Rams mm-hmm. certainly did. They've got the number one corner in the NFL. I think we're going to talk about Jalen Ramsey here in a little bit. But I agree with you, Saul. I think that the inclusion of Rondell Moore in the slot, along with Christian Kirk, that dynamic has not been there for this team. The ability to create yards after catch, what Rondell Moore does from an elusiveness standpoint. You know, I labeled it in my article I wrote today for gophnx.com. That's an X factor the Cardinals have not had. Been able to manufacture yards in space. Feels like with this Rams team for so long, they've had to be so precise even to get first downs. And to Saul's point, you know, when you have older players that can't move as well and can't break tackles, you limit yourself. And now the Cardinals are just this big play explosion waiting to happen. And I, I do think it benefits them. I would put the receiving core right there with, I would put the offense pound for pound better than the Rams, given I think Kyler Murray's better than Matthew Stafford. I like the Cardinals running backs. You know, the Rams running backs are all beat up. Cardinals offensive line looks really good suddenly, but it just comes down to, okay, who's pulling the trigger from the sideline? And that's that's my kind of microcosm of the NFC West in general. When you've got, at the end of the day, personnel that stacks up in the division, you know, Seattle's got a Hall of Fame quarterback. The Niners are loaded at all kinds of different skill p- positions. Who, who's making the decisions? It's a coaching league. So if it's that like 5% that determines the game, that's on Cliff. And so, you know, in the grand scheme of things, these games haven't been relatively close. I think this game's going to be close on Sunday. It may end up a call or two that he makes or doesn't make that that makes a difference. I still... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I still think it's going to take one of those just miraculous plays in order for the Cardinals to beat the Rams. I I was going to agree with everything you said, Johnny, except for the fact that one defensive line has Aaron Donald, the other one does not. Yeah. And that's a major difference, yeah. especially when you look at the performances of JJ Watt and Chandler Jones of late, mm-hmm. you know, not being able to get to the quarterback. JJ's I think JJ's held up very well against the run. Yeah. But I feel like in the past game, there's still a lot to be proven. I don't feel like they were really trying to get to Trevor Lawrence as much last game. 
You give me a wink. No, I, I agree. I, I, I 100%. So you look at schemes and you figure out what is taking place. Um, there are so many things that when you're watching the film and you get a chance to watch all the angles, you'll, you'll, have, an, you'll have a better identity, ability to identify exactly what's being taken place. Last week, we played a young quarterback that, I mean, they still rushed for almost 100, they rushed for over 100 yards yeah. against us, but that was not the scheme. Our scheme was kind of more geared toward covering their full receivers because they do have a very young, not great, but pretty good experience, uh, receiving core in Jacksonville. So everything I think we did last week was getting us ready for the Rams. We mm -hmm. didn't really try to attack them on, on offense in a lot of ways that we had seen the previous couple of weeks. But at the end of the day, the goal was to walk away with the win and practice some stuff you did without getting hurt and injured and then being able to say, you know what, we, do, we learned something against them. And I said the other day, this is what we do in the NFL. We either – we're going to show you what we're getting ready to do against you or we're, we're deceiving you and telling you this is what we, we're not going to do against you because we're afraid of you. And that's the idea. So now this week in practice, when you see these guys come on and start talking about stuff, or they, they seem like they got a little bit more confidence about themselves, the Cardinals does, then you can tell that there is now, there's a game plan in place that they feel you're putting me in the right position. You're giving us the best chance to go out and win. And that's play calling. That's coaching. That's getting your guys ready. That is literally sitting in a film room and watching coaches watch film day and night, week after week, and you know, and they're just studying over and over and over other coaches what they did to do well against you. Yeah. So we saw it's not like they shut the Bucks down. The but Tampa, you know, Tom was able to make some good throws down the field. They had, they had a bunch of lanes open. They didn't really sack Tom a whole bunch. So there are some things that's there that they can they can utilize. And I, I think that to the Cardinals right now, between the coach coach and coach, between McVeigh and Cliff. And my tattoo that I probably gonna get on Tuesday, <laughs> well, it's gonna determine, you know, who makes who who what guy is calling the right plays on the sideline, and that would probably be you're gonna get a K two, you probably no, get a little baby no, K two, not yet. K -K. I mean, I might matching get a K tattoos? matching tattoos. I might get a K one, <laughs> Kyler Murray, but no, not a K two. Um, not a K two, no, not yet. Get us to the postseason. I mean, if they ever want a Super Bowl, whoop, that we we're different conversation. You might yeah. get my 65 year old dad to get a uh, K two uh, tattoo at that point. So. <laughs> But I will say, to Frank's point, I would feel much more... I mean, look what the Rams just did to, to two people we have the utmost respect for, Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles. Mm -hmm. That's concerning. Now, I do think the Cardinals are in a better position defensively with their secondary compared to what Tampa has. But that that game, that score is not as close as... or as, The score made it seem closer than it actually was with Tampa and the Rams. And most people consider Tampa a top three to five team anyway. So the Cardinals... To win this game, they will have to play almost perfect football, and they, that might not even be enough. You think about Donald and Ramsey are two top five players in the NFL, specifically defensively. They're, like you mentioned, the Rams don't beat themselves. They don't turn the ball over. They're going to have to wreak havoc on Matthew Stafford yep. and get him to turn the ball over and have short possessions to get the ball back to Kyler Murray. Yep. That That's the key to this game. Watt and company, Chandler Jones has to reemerge. And if you make him uncomfortable, he will throw interceptions like he did in Detroit. He will fumble the football. Cardinals get a short field. To me, if the, if they can't do that, it's going to be a long afternoon. If it's like Minnesota all over again, there's no chance. That's a wrap. No, that's a wrap. Cardinals can't turn the ball over. I don't even think even one time because if they do, foot on the gas for for the LA Rams, and it will be too much. And then Kyler will start to force the football. Right. And we're going to break down. Frank is one of his interceptions from last weekend. But I just think that this might be a game for a couple quarters. He has to go pound for pound, for pound shot for shot with Stafford until Stafford makes a mistake. See, but I, I, I feel like to a certain degree, you might be giving the Rams a little too much credit. Um, I don't believe – I feel like Kyler Murray is the better quarterback. Agreed. I agree with you on that. Agreed. And, but I feel like this is, this is one of those games, if you're Kyler Murray, that you could truly come out and be like, yeah – I'm the fucking favorite for MVP. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just what this is. Yeah, and and everybody in the NFL will take take notice real quick if Kyler Murray comes out and throws for 350 and four touchdowns and whoops LA all over the field. He can do it. Mm -hmm. He's one of the few quarterbacks that can do it. Not only because of his passing and and how much he's improved, but also with his legs and his versatility all over the field. This is one of those games where you're like, okay, this is this is the one I want to signature see win. Where right? Kyler Murray is. You got yeah. me. 
scared right now with the way that you're talking. I hope that he doesn't come in thinking, yeah, you know, I'm in the front runner for MVP right now. I can beat you and try to it's, beat him. Well, it's the cock in the walk, right? So that, <laughs> just like when he was playing Alabama on the Final Four with Oklahoma. Yeah. And trying to will that team to victory. Yeah. It's the same thing. He, he just, he has the tendency to, to try to do too much. And I would hate for them to come into this game riding a little too high. I, I don't. Scares I don't, me a little bit. I don't, I don't, I think Kyler's been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he's, he's, he's smelled his own farts and thought they didn't stink. I think so, but I don't feel like he's there right now. Well, I, I feel I'm like. Numb. I'm numb to these comments. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like when I watch Kyler Murray, He's in control. I yeah. just feel like he's in control and he's he just knows he's that dude. And he doesn't need to prove it because his play is going to do the talking for him. Last week against the Jags, to me, was one of his more impressive games because it just didn't feel like he was trying to force things. Yeah. They were just coming and they looked relatively easy. He played with him within the game and himself. And I was very impressed by his performance, even though they probably could have scored more. Sure. But it was it was an even performance. Mm-hmm. That goes to your point or against your point of or your worry about whether or not he's going to feel like he's doing too much. Because in that second half, he could have easily tried to do too much and lost the game. Well, he's matured a ton this year. We've already seen that. And a lot of that comes with maturity. I just hope that he doesn't relapse into old habits in a game like this where, you know, they're coming in with the, with yeah. the most here's, confident they've been in years. Here's what I will say. Three weeks in a row... The Indianapolis Colts have played, by and large, three pocket passers. Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton, Tom Brady. To prepare for Kyler Murray, especially this early in the season, they got to face him last year late in the season. And I'm throwing away his his rookie season. It it is difficult to prepare for him this early in the year when he's 100%, certainly playing like this. Their defenders, I would imagine, I don't even know how you, we talked about this last week, how do you prepare for him in his in-game speed? I think it will be jarring for them. And I think the Cardinals have an advantage because this game is taking place. You're talking about the Rams. In, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. You said Colts. And no. I was like, well, yeah, I'm gotcha, sorry. Gotcha. The Cardinals have an advantage because this game is taking place in early October, not late November. So we're talking about the ways in which Kyler Murray has improved. He was talking today about how much more comfortable he is going through his reads and his progressions and that that has actually contributed contributed to kind of spreading the wealth amongst receivers. And like it or not, DeAndre Hopkins has not gotten that many targets um, okay. as a result. But it is that was something that he didn't even have to say that he was more comfortable. That's been apparent. Well, you know, DeAndre not getting the ball – Kyler's maturity is, I, we always, when you go back and look at the Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray, he made a lot of great throws in college. It wasn't like he was, wasn't like he was forcing a bunch of stuff. He made a lot of great throws. We're talking about a number one draft pick arm of a quarterback. Everyone concerned about his height. He's definitely he dispelled that because his arm and where, where he's able to throw that ball and the many angles he's able to make, make those throws. It's just, you got to have a strong arm in order to do that. Where he is right now and how he's singing, he has four studs. He didn't have to force anything. He can literally look and say, and when we're game planning properly, Christian got this guy, this cornerback. He's the, he's a dime and a nickelback, so they're not that good. And sometimes when I have three and four wide receivers on the field, they got a linebacker versus Christian. Yeah. He's going to get this guy. Mm-hmm. So in his mindset, when we're looking in real scheming, the maturity level says, I don't have to throw it to D-Hop because my left tackle sucks. One, two, three, height, and I got to run out of the pocket really fast because he's getting pressed, and my right tackle just got beat this by this guy who was supposed to be great, or my nose guard, or any, anything like that. Now the line seems to be giving him that confidence. He can sit in the pocket. His pre-snap read versus certain defensive backs, and now you're not just taking, I got to go. Like you said, it was, it was backyard ball last year. It was, mm-hmm. Kyler and, it was Kyler and D-Hop. Now it's not that. He has... Three other studs on the right side that he can figure it out. And Cliff is growing. Cliff has grown. He's created an offense that allows guys to not be stagnant, to move guys around. So there is a lot of – look, Cardinal Nation, you know for a fact we got we got some horses, we got some dogs, we got players. They just got to show up for the moment. And when the light's on like that, they just got to show up for it. They got to be willing to take that challenge of owning the NFC West. Because you know if you beat the Rams, 
you own the NFC. You're in the West. driver's seat. That's for you're sure. in the driver's How seat. How does that change the dynamic of a of a receiving room? So it's not all DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. You know, on any given week, you can have AJ Green and Christian Kirk have over 100 yards. You can have Rondale Moore score a touchdown. What does that do for? I don't know the. I don't want to say morale necessarily, but it's probably a little more encouraging for the whole room. No, it's, it's honest. It's honest in the room because this nickel back can't cover. Can't cover us all. Can't. And he, the left corner cannot cover, can't go to Johnny V. So I'm on lockdown right oh, now no, because, they, because they're deviling to me. They don't, want, they don't want me to get inside the middle of the field and destroy them. They don't want that. So they're going to double me and say, okay, well, which one's going to win? And if that's the case, then it allows the room. When you're watching film and you're looking at our game plan, D-Hop's got to say, okay, coach, you know, you got to figure out two ways to get me the ball against him. And there, there'll be down in distances where it, it'll be specific plays for him, but the morale in our room has to be. D. Hop's got to say, you know, I don't have to do this all by myself. Mm-hmm. He left Houston having to do it by himself for the most part. It wasn't like it was him and Watson throwing hail marys and one hand catches and acrobatic catches and on his toe catches. But now he has four getting real, real players, and that should f- cause freedom. It's seventeen more. It's, it's an extra week in the season. If it came push to shove, push came to shove, and he got really hungry at the end of the season, and the Cardinals are like ten and three. And I hate to say we have to, we got, we, somebody might take a loss, might not. But I'm saying 10 and three or 10 and four, or am I doing it right? My math's right? Wrong. Well, not for four. the duration of the season. Yeah, sure, well, they can be 10 and four. Season, yeah, you yeah. start figuring out that, you know, you, hey, it's I'm my like week to three eat. Three plus 10. Yeah, I know. I was, four, hey, calm down. Auburn education. Here's a degree. I just want to stop. I was there. Here's, However, here's what I will say <laughs> I will give Cliff and Kyler credit because I thought it was a disastrous decision. Not only let Dan Arnold walk as a free agent, but to basically punt on the tight end role. And I know Max Williams had a good game two weeks ago. He's their number one tight end. But by and large, during the course of his career, he's not been a receiving tight end. He's been a pass blocking tight end. They run this 10 personnel. For those of you who don't know, 10 personnel is when you go four wide, like we're talking about. Historically, they have not done that because they haven't had the personnel. They've run 12 where you've got two tight ends or 11 when you've got one tight end, what they Mm -hmm. did with Dan Arnold last year. And Dan was a good player for them. So they're all in on this 10 personnel. All four wide receivers are on pace to hit over a thousand yards. I don't think that'll stay as consistent, but I mean, who knows? You got 17 games now to try to get it. I will say they're in a much better position now to, even if Hopkins is not a factor in this game and Jalen Ramsey wipes him out, Christian Kirk is the number one slot receiver in the NFL right now. He's on pace for 1,350 yards. Rondell Morris had a phenomenal rookie season thus far, and AJ Green. I mean, he started the year slow, and a lot of people thought, you know, it was the training camp hype, just a lot, much to do about nothing. Not last week. He looks more comfortable every week. So they, they can kind of pick and choose their spots now. I'm not even considering the fact that running backs both look good. They complement each other well. The, the Cardinals, you know, pardon my um, my term, but they they're, they're playing with a full deck for the first time in a long time against the Rams. And that's what you have to do to be able to beat this team because they were so dependent on Hopkins last year. And then the fact that they had a huge liability at center with Mason Cole. Now you upgrade with Rodney Hudson. I mean, the moves were kind of indirectly made in the offseason to beat this team. And we'll see if it comes to fruition on Sunday. Yeah. Frank, you were all hyped up to uh, to send me some screenshots of Kyler's <laughs> interception on Sunday because yeah. you have proof that it wasn't his fault. I do. Um, it's just one of those things where you get a chance. There's always this... Uh, in the locker room, we look at pre-snap reads. And if you know what that is, basically before you, before the quarterback hikes the ball, you look right here. And, of course, if you watch the game, the Cardinals, Kyler them throwing an interception in this play, but it wasn't his fault. What we typically do in the pre-snap read, we look to the left. He looks to the left and look to the right, look at both safeties. The safety on the left is down more, so you can almost tell he's trying to basically double-team D-hop. D-hop is your, your, your safety, excuse me, a receiver that's down to the bottom. We have a 10 personnel and a three-by-one, which is three receivers up top, one at the bottom. Christian Kirk was one we got highlighted in the inside slot, right? And then we have Rondell Moore, and then we have A.J. Green, which has, when you look at it, they have a safety over top of him, okay? And then in the next frame, you'll see when, when he, after he hikes the ball, he gets up the field, and you'll see we have Kyler looking to the left. Remember, I already told you the safety was already down. And so he's looking to the left to hold that safety. Once he says hike, he sees the linebacker in the middle. We got highlighted Christian and the linebacker. The linebacker's back is turned to the quarterback. So this is what we would call a Tampa 2, which was created by Lovey Smith, 
um, and those guys. And basically, that linebacker has Christian Kirk. Now, look, Kyler's looking to the left. He knows that linebacker cannot cover Christian Kirk, all right? So the goal of it is Christian's job is to get over top of that linebacker, and we can sit in the next frame where Kyler ends up throwing the ball. Kyler throws the ball on the left hash. Can you go back to the to the other to the other frame first? The second one. Look where look where Christian Kirk is. He's on the right hash, outside right hash. And Kyler's holding the safety on the left, set, letting us know that he threw the ball on the left hash, assuming that he had the entire left side of the field to be open. Here's the problem. Christian ran the wrong route. Christian's job is to attack that linebacker, get underneath of him, and then get on the other side or over top. You can go to the next frame. And then now you'll see where, where basically where Kyler threw the ball. And he threw the ball in the right spot. He just had the backside safety, was able to get over there because he had no one to hold him. If Christian would have got on the – it had been a perfect throw with a perfect read. In that, in that last one, um, are, do you want Christian to cut in front or behind the linebacker? You want, you want him to start attacking him and then cut underneath him. So you want him to cross the face, right? Yes, you want him to cross the face because the linebacker is already committed to – to the right side of the field. Mm-hmm. So Christian has the ability to start attacking him and give him like a little wiggle, which will step outside right and then come underneath come underneath him. And then that will freeze him. And then we can either go over top or underneath and get to mm-hmm. the, the part where we where we need to get to. And that would have caused um that would have caused a, it wouldn't have caused an interception and it would have been a touchdown. Because the left safety was already down. So that let us know that Kyler to me, I said Kyler didn't throw it. Kyler didn't make a bad play. I had to go back and watch it three times because at the end of the day, you don't see all that stuff. He was perfect in the pocket. Pre-snap read dictated the ball was going to go to Christian. He had And and that in itself says to me, I, I see the maturity in it. He's done it several times this year. Every pass that Christian's caught on an angle over over somebody or the over-the-shoulder catch or something on the, on the left side, everyone he's caught has been the exact same formation, mm-hmm. three-by-one set. Nice. He, and he's been against a linebacker or a nickelback that he was able to beat and get over top. And that's the part. And it was most, I mean. Instead of that outside corner yes. that he's faced his whole and, career. And see, that's the part. That's where you see him maturing and growing. Mm-hmm. And as a receiver, to me, I mean, that I can, only, I can only fathom that when I face DBs that are good or bad, my quarterback got my best interest. And that's all you need to be able to see to say that this guy has grown. He has matured. He is better than the guy he was before. And now he has the horses to attack people specifically and individually. That's the NFL. It looks like a game, but there are 11 studs out there. And, but you got to find the one that's not, that the one that might have a, he might not be the greatest one. The one that comes in the game, he's, you know, he's, he's not a five-star. He's like a four-star guy yeah. with, a couple, with a couple of banters and a couple of tethers in his helmet. Said he was good, but he wasn't great. <laughs> Saul has a helmet full of awesomeness on the back. You know, all these medals that they give these guys and stickers and whatnot. And, and, but you find a guy that got in the game maybe two or three times or five they times. They give you a, pause, right? Huh? They give you pause at Auburn, right? Yeah, they give you pause, yeah. I, I can't tell you what I got. Man. I can't name how many I got, but... Probably, Probably got a decent amount. Probably had like a, you know, quite a bit. I don't want to <laughs> brag, but <laughs> since I'm here, <laughs> turn my mic up. <laughs> but that's the reason why you can see the growth in Kyler. It, it helps to have talent in the NFL. It helps to have a Rondell Moore on the inside. It helps to have a Christian Kirk on the inside. It helps for him to be able to say, I can attack specifically. There's several throws that Kyler made in the in the Jacksonville Jaguar games on a that were absolutely Great reads, just maybe not a maybe not a great throw. He threw a little a little go route to D Hops on the outside, and he was running against one on one coverage. He threw a back shoulder throw. It was a oh, great yeah, read, but he just missed. He got outside right of D Hops. There's so many things he's doing so much better this year that he didn't do last year. And look, the offensive line is playing cohesively. They're actually talking. It's funny because he's not getting really blitzed. Not many teams are blitzing him this year because we got those studs out there. And that that is a good thing to see. And I don't think like the Rams are going to blitz. Them. They probably will not. They will not. Is 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 when this happens, you know, this is the great part about having you on the show is like when something like this happens, how quick do you realize as a receiver that it was either your fault or the quarterback's fault? And then if it is your fault, how quick do you apologize? I immediately. <laughs> I immediately go back like that was me. That was on me because I knew I should – like, it's a Tampa 2. and a Tampa 2, you only got one guy. And that guy, once he turned his back, once you get to the line of scrimmage and I saw that far left safety was down, 
and I knew I was running an over route to get me there, and I didn't get over mm -hmm. because I didn't want to get to that linebacker. So I didn't want that linebacker to touch me. When they put their paws on you, they stop you. Yep. Like those, like it's it's a guy that can you know he's 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 curling 135 pounds. He's one hand. He die. He hit me with that one hand, and that shove is something. That's why you got to give him a little wiggle, wiggle, and then you overcome him like that. And that's something that he just didn't do. He took the he took the vertical and then tried to get over. But once that ball was already thrown and the backside safety saw it, it was it was it was not it was it was already dead. It was dead in the water mm -hmm. because he couldn't have gotten there fast enough. And where Kyler threw the ball from the right half to the left halves shows you that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He saw the read, and that is something where you go back and, like you said, man, if Christian, if Christian did not run the perfect route, he would have went back and said, that's my bad, man. I should have attacked him, and I didn't. And that was a good throw. And Let those are the back. mistakes that they can make against Jacksonville, and they can figure it out. Right. That's true. Can't make it Sunday. Like, that's true. Those, those, those mistakes will get you beat uh, nine times out of ten against this Rams team. So all things considered, how much stock can you put into a potential win on Sunday for what that will do for this team, for Kyler, for Cliff, for the fan base? I was about to say it's not punching your ticket to the playoffs, but it it actually you could you could oh, say I, that that it might. I, it definitely would improve their chances significantly. I think it would shed new light on this organization from a national perspective. We all here locally in the Valley think they're going to be pretty good, right? We think that pretty pretty good fringe playoff team before the year now, starting 3-0, and it'd be a major disappointment if they didn't at least get a wild card. But you beat the Rams on Sunday, a team that's really the darling of the NFL. The NFL is pushing hard for this L.A. brand to work. They're going to have the combine in L.A. You know, a, a year from this spring. They want Stan Kroenke to be happy. And Matthew Stafford going there is good for the league. Gets him out of Detroit, puts him in the national eye. So I think you go there, the Arizona Cardinals, who don't get a lot of respect, they were picked dead last in their division, even though they had a better record than San Francisco last year. We, a lot of people think Seattle's trending down. To me, it, it comes down to the fact that I don't even know, is, is Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, like, is this the national game of the week? It very well might be. It comes down to the fact that can Kyler Murray elevate this franchise further than they've, they've been since Carson Palmer and Bruce Aarons were here in 2015. If he can do that, then all bets are off for the rest of the year because people take Kyler seriously. Not everybody takes the Cardinal franchise seriously. Not everybody takes, certainly, Cliff Kingsbury seriously. But casual fans, people who are outside the Valley, people who are outside the state of Arizona, know who Kyler Murray is, know that he's a legitimate playmaker, top five to seven quarterback. What it would do for for his legacy short term in the NFL, mm -hmm. uh, it would put him on a map, a, a, a stratosphere he has not entered yet. And all he cares about is winning in the grand scheme of things. What is one regular season win? This is in division. This is against a coach you've never beaten. It's the number one team in the NFL right now. It's the NFL darlings. I think, it, I mean, it would change the narrative a month into the season of, yeah, the Cardinals are like a seven or an eight win team to, man, could the Cardinals have a number one seed in the, in the postseason? Could they run the table and, and be a top seed and be in the MC championship it's endless, game. It's endless it, changed, right it changes everything. It changes the landscape. They have to answer the call mm -hmm. right now. These next three weeks will not be easy. Every fan right now is, you know, they're excited, but there is trepidation there as as well. There's a little bit of nervousness there because this is a this is like, to me, I feel like this is Auburn playing Alabama right now. And if we were playing, yeah. and, and you're not waiting until like week 11. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're in like week three. And you get to determine if you get the BCS bowl or, or bid in the BCS or whatever and national ranking you get determines that. Are and the that, Rams Alabama? I think so. Don't even say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't even say that. Yes, they are because they have, they have they have had the spotlight a lot longer and historically, you know, as as well noted that they have they had our number for a long time. So the Cardinals have to answer the call. We got the players. We got the pieces, um, and to that. To that statement, you know, you have to show up to play. This is a great time for us. I mean, a really, really good time for this team. And I like where Kyler's at as a leader of this team. I don't – I can't say we have a defensive leader. I mean, because the two leaders that we would have – maybe the two leaders that we would have identified as in J.J. Watt and not having any sacks in this before. But what you watch – and if you well, – again, I'm studying the film differently, watching the game differently. What you watch when you see him, he is – he is pressing. He's holding two guys. He's fighting off two defenders. He's doing the ugly work. He's doing 100% the grunt work of a guy, you know, in his in his tenure right now that you really don't want to be doing. 
but he's doing that and he's and he's holding his own to make sure the right side of our or left side of our defense uh, looks like you know you just can't you just can't do it on the, you just can't do it um, on the left side and I think he's doing his part. It is not the NFL game of the week. It is um, Chris Myers, Daryl Johnston, oh, and Jen Hale. And I don't know about you. But I hate Chris Myers. That's on, terrible. On the What's the game of the week then? Some trash. There is no NFC. game of the week. <laughs> there is no game of the week. Uh, Joe Buck and Aikman are stuck doing Jaguars Bengals <laughs> on the Thursday. <laughs> That's disappointing. Well, I, I can tell you some positive news. I don't know if we have a DraftKings read coming up. I'm sure we do. I was just about to say. Well, on a lighter note, you guys look great in your DraftKings. Thank, thank you. Thank you so very much. Not not to put words in your mouth, but I, I did want to point something out that I just found out. So the Cardinals line for this game started at six. Mm-hmm. Then it went down to four and a half. It's now at four. So Vegas oh. is telling you it, the, the home field advantage this essentially counts for three points. This is going to be a close game. Yeah. Vegas thinks it's going to be a close game. One possession game for the Arizona Cardinals. It usually Sunday. does end up being a close game. Mm-hmm. Minus four, the L.A. Rams against the Cardinals. Okay. Have your feelings in terms of who you're taking changed at all? Uh, I I definitely would have liked the Cardinals earlier this week when they were plus six and a half. To me, like I, I want to buy in. I want to drink the Kool-Aid. I want to believe. But I've watched every game this team has played against this coach, this man, and and his defensive tackle. And I I have to see it. So I might just up and just stay away from it. That might be my play this weekend and just a cop out, a cowardly cop out. <laughs> what about the same game parlays? Would you is there anything within that? Um, it's may, difficult. Maybe you can <laughs> you can run you can run on the Rams. And if we're looking at a same game parlay, Chase Edmonds, J- James Conner, maybe dabble into their over under rushing yards. Outside of that, I, I gotta see this team do it. That's a cop out answer. I'm sorry, but if they come out and perform I'll eat a bunch of crow next week, but I just eight no twenty plus points per game margin of victory for McVeigh against this team. That's real. That's insane in the NFL where there's parity everywhere, and the Cardinals, you know, they can beat the Seahawks and they can beat the Niners. To be eight no against one team and to dominate them in that fashion, I just you know honestly like there there's something to be said about that, especially when it comes to Cliff versus McVeigh, and they're both young coaches. Mm-hmm. They're both, you know, considered, you know, these offensive gurus. At the same time, man, when I watch McVeigh, like, I don't know how if you're a player, you don't get pumped up. Oh yeah, from him, you know, his energy just just after. seems so enthusiastic. Whereas, whereas Cliff is just kind of seems like you know it's you know time to make the donuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, I, it, and sometimes when you look at the performance of both teams. It legitimately looks like the Cardinals are sleepwalking sometimes through mm-hmm. the game, whereas the Rams, come hell or high water, they're either really, really great or they're trash. Like, and there's not really an in between. I mean, so, L- LA is prime time. Yeah, LA in itself is prime time. But Arizona. the Rams organization was dormant before McVeigh got there. They had a season in LA before he got yeah, there with Jeff did. Fisher. They were awful. It's all to me. It's all about him, and I think it speaks to the fact this is his third defensive coordinator. Doesn't matter; they're still elite, and so I think it's he's a, a great G, borderline genius offensive mind. But the way to Saul's point, he can garner that team's energy and and get them fired up offensively and defensively. Cliff hasn't been able to do that yet. Cliff does not really touch the defensive personnel. That's all Vance Joseph, and so you look at McVay. It's like I don't care who my defense. I'll fire Wade Phillips. Uh, you know, Brandon Staley goes and gets the Charger job. Doesn't matter. And I know he has Aaron Donald, but it's one player of eleven players. So I, it's I saw something on Twitter today. I'm not calling Cliff Kingsbury this, but it's like the Cardinals got the great value version of Sean McVay when they hired Cliff nice. Kingsbury. It's not nice. I just need to see Cliff out coach somebody. That's what I want. It's to happened. It's yeah, happened. I mean, it's happened, but it hasn't been so obvious. Where man, this dude got out coached. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. not saying it's. It's 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 been so egregious, but mm-hmm. there have been times where you're like, I would say his his highs have not been as low as his lows. Is what I would say. His lows have been very glaringly obvious, whereas his highs they won. Cool. I got a text from my dad on Sunday, and he's like, "Man, people bitch about Cliff Kingsbury, but look what's going on with Joe Judge in New York. I mean, things could be much worse. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's exacerbated by the fact you play in the NFC West." With three big time head coaches. That does not do Cliff any favors. 
You got a bunch of rah-rah coaches outside of Cliff, though. And like you say, Cliff doesn't have the tenure. Sean McVay had been in the league many years before yeah, Cliff ever. Yeah. Cliff came, if Cliff want to brag about it, I left college and came to the pros and got a head coach job. What you been doing? How long you been in the league? He also right. won college yeah. with a losing record. Well, I mean, but I, I, <laughs> but they, but they, I tell you what, everything you saying, they hired me. Wait on it. I wait. They brought me well, that's here. That's why a lot of coaches. I might really have been don't. a loser, but they brought me. That's here. why he's yeah. resented. And now I'm winning right there. I'm still, but I, if you want to, we can we can throw fruit and tomatoes. But I'm just saying, they hired me. He has not been <laughs> even if saying, even they if they miss me. the playoffs this year, <laughs> assuming they don't like collapse and lose out, and they move off of him. He is not. It was not a bad hire. He maybe just got this team to where it needed to be until the next coach came in. And I, I hope he finishes the season well. I want this team, obviously, to do well. But he has not been – like Steve Wilkes, he he was borderline set up to fail. That was not a good hire. He was not ready to be a head coach. I mean, Cliff, they're competitive for the most part outside of a couple games. I watch other coaches in this league just seem completely overwhelmed. To me, the decision – I think it's blown – you know, people say, you know, he has Kyler Murray. Imagine if ex-coach had Kyler Murray, and there's something to be said to that. That's a, a lot to be said to that. But, if he doesn't have, if he doesn't have Kyler with that offense coming in, and he and he had Josh Rosen, I we just don't we don't see the same guy. No, that's true. We don't see the same offense. We don't see the same miraculous plays and the opportunities that was given to him. So that's those are the why things they got that. Rid of him. Right. I mean, but that's yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't. That's uh, that's 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 more than a. Should we hang my job? Too, maybe, <laughs> but, um, I had to leave that one long. I, you got you got time. <laughs> Should we hang my rose? I have a Rosen jersey at home. Should we hang it up here? Should we get it in the studio? Yeah, bring it in, here, man. Chosen Rosen. Yeah. We also it. got away from the fact that um, I did. You know, Johnny's not feeling very gutsy about uh, betting anything on this game this weekend. But if you do <laughs> feel like you you do want to play some money on your Arizona Cardinals and um, do it. Um, doing a same game parlay, um, you will be credited up to $25 if your bet loses using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So there you go. So $25 you can put on put on your Cardinals this weekend and you won't have to worry about losing any money. And as always, 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. All right. I believe, Johnny... You got us set up with uh, with a mailbag and some questions from our friends on Twitter. Mailbag, That's right. Hey, mailbag. hey, it's uh, Bird Gang Blitz mailbag time. Love that graphic. All right, so I'm going to pull. <laughs> Why did it sound like Steve from Blue's Clues? Yeah, I know. It was. it was good. It was good, though. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pose some questions to our fine panel of hosts here from you, the Cardinal Twitterverse on Twitter.com. Thank you so much, by the way, for your engagement. We love this segment. And these are all questions. Oh, wait, also, did we check on Twitter? Did we yes, have we seen what we've gotten up yeah, to? Yeah, we we are not we are not close. Not even close. <laughs> We're at thirteen hundred, I think. Yeah, right about at thirteen hundred. It's a two hundred shot. Don't yeah. have it defeated. You gotta leave the taco yeah. bar, bro. Twelve ninety five. We upgraded though. So Thank close. you. Thank you for those so that came close. in. You upgraded. Whoop, whoop. Let's get yeah. to your questions. <laughs> those of you who probably who do follow the account, you're rewarded with your questions being answered here on the Bird Game Blitz <laughs> mailbag. All right, first question. Comes from our buddy Michael Hernandez. Michael's a great guy at MPHX78. When is Jordan Phillips returning? I would think that has something to the effect of, hey, they could probably use Jordan Phillips, peak Jordan Phillips against the Rams. Cheerson, where's Jordan Phillips? Oh, we don't know. We have not heard anything about him. We haven't. And, and it leads me to believe that there's something beyond injury going on here because mm. we have not heard a peep about Jordan Phillips, about his status, about what's going on, about when we might see him return, mm -hmm. not Maybe. a peep. What? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, I, I think something's every, going on. Some, something is going on, and when they're not talking, something is going on that can't be revealed until they 100% can confirm it. And I think that's just that's the league. It's a, I mean, that's the league protecting its protecting its player and its brand at the same time. That's the Cardinals doing their part. Because if you don't, if it's not an injury and it's not on the reports or it's not consistently being talked about, I mean, you can walk in there tomorrow and say, "Hey, Cliff, what's up with Jordan Phillips?" And he'd be like, "You know, well, we're working on Jordan. He's doing pretty good right now. He's almost there." He'll coach give you the, speak, right? They give you the coach speak. Yeah, you know, we're just working on him right now. It's uh, he's not fully he's not fully there. And when we get there, we'll add him on. We'll we'll bring him back. And that's it. And then you know, next question. Right. That's how it works out. Because right now there's something else that's going on behind the scenes that 
This man just vanished. <laughs> just I mean, vanished. right. It's like their marquee I, I signing from two springs ago, and it's <laughs> like, just like, well, not really hanging around. It's anymore. like Shawshank. They walked into the prison <laughs> cell, and they're like, where the hell did Eddie Dufresne go? <laughs> where is this man? <laughs> they haven't disclosed an just injury. Like yeah. He's making a lot of money. I yeah. would say that if he doesn't return anytime soon, uh, he will not be a Cardinal pass this season. They can move off of him uh, pretty easily. He wasn't even a Cardinal this season if he doesn't show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. This we is don't a bold, t- bold take there, Johnny. <laughs> I know, right? Let us no, go on a limb here and say if he doesn't show up for the rest of the year, he won't be here next year. <laughs> great, great chance. Next question. All right. This comes from CLT2Crew. Will this be the game that K1 doesn't start the second half with an INT? And Frank just broke down the second half INT from last week, and maybe it wasn't Kyler's fault. Cheerson, what do you think? There's really no telling here. I mean, do I know if, you know, Kyler is going to screw up or Christian Kirk's going to screw up or, you know, whatever? I mean, you know, they've got Jalen Ramsey, so you never really know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think think they're going to be, you know, as locked in as they possibly can be, but there's really no saying, and I don't have anything more to say. I think Jalen Ramsey is the most overrated defensive What? Wow. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think Kyler's going to throw a pick in this game. I don't. I think he's going to manage the ball exceptionally if well. You, what if it's if not you, his fault? I mean, I just, just, I, just it out. I just, I don't think that he's, even if it's not his fault, I just don't think he's going to make a pick. I think this receiving core is going to answer the bell. I do too. And I, I really believe this is the challenge you take. Because, yeah, Jalen's one dude, but there are five other dudes we can murder. That we could murder. Like, that's how I look. We going to murder those other suckers. Jeez, Frank. Keep, that's what – I'm sorry. I got in receiving mode. My bad. Did you have my something bad. to do with – My bad. I just – I'm just saying this. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my bad. What did you do with Jordan Phillips? <laughs> I'm just saying. No, it's just – this is what happens, man. You know, I'm sorry. I got in game mode. I apologize. I got in game mode. Because as a receiver, I take it, you know, like I, I point out Christian when he wasn't right. I'm going to point out ourselves when he wasn't right. Here's so, the problem. Give it to me. Cliff Kingsbury does not move around DeAndre Hopkins. Everybody knows he's on the left side of the he's field. He's been doing it more, though. He's yeah, been not doing enough. it more. Move around D-Hop this week. Get Shake him off, Jalen. Yep. Give him an opportunity to go deep and make a play. And that's what I believe. So if you go back and watch the Jacksonville game, you'll see him running more shallow crosses from his position. Shallow crosses when one receiver goes from one side of the field. And he doesn't go really high, but he's no he's no deeper than about five or seven yards. And he's running to the other side of the field, just changing the entire landscape of the defense and typically have the other three guys clearing out. That's something that he didn't do. He either runs a slant, a go route, or a little comeback route. And that's all he's been doing on the left side. So I'm watching the schemes that they've been putting together. He scored a touchdown in versus Tennessee the very first game. He was in the slot. He caught a little five-yard hitch turnaround with the running back on outside. So they're moving him around. You have to look at what the receivers do well. And for him, running across the field, I mean, D-Hops does everything well, but you got to figure out what he does well in your system. Mm-hmm. And I think right now we're you're going to see him move him a, lot, a little bit more because that's the conversation that you've been hearing. So Okay, well, what if the ball gets tipped and it gets He's not throwing a pick. The, I'm standing I, on it. Right. I'm standing if you, by. If you can ball guarantee that they don't. He's I'm just saying, I, I cannot think he's confidently ever say that he's not going to throw I don't think that think intercept, that pick six he had against Minnesota was bad. Yeah, it was bad. That was a bad that throw. Was a bad throw. Yeah, I mean, he had a brain fart. That's fine. I'm okay. Can't with have me. those against the Rams. Well, I, I'm not saying he can't have them. What is Look, with the pessimism? I'm just saying. Today, well, just, here's the comment. I don't. I'm not. I believe that. This is what I believe. I believe Kyler's better. I believe he believes that he's better. I believe he knows he's better. I believe the Rams' defense doesn't present a problem to him. We're talking about two guys out of eight. The other eight, I got seven that could murder that eight. So when I, it's a numbers game. So I don't want to talk about, oh, you know, we got Jane Rams and this guy. Okay, well, that's cool. That's fine. I mean, look, I'm in mode. So this, <laughs> this is what happens. We look at numbers and we look at the players, and when we just take away one or two guys, everyone's a good compliment. But I really believe Kyler neutralizes a lot of pieces on the defense. So if that's the case, I believe that we have enough studs to cause problems. Rondell Moore probably have a great, a great freaking game because they have no answers for him. And I, I truly believe that. Even our tight end, he he goes unnoticed. Gronkowski, Gronkowski ran through their defense. 
They didn't even care about the tight end. So what does that mean about Matt Williams? Dan Arnold always I'm used to have saying. good games against them too. Hello. This is why we study the film. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. We're bro. here to study We're and right murder. here with you. We, this is what we do. We bring something different because we have the ability to break that down and then bring, the, bring back a holistic position that says everyone's better. We have a very good team that can match that team. And we have a quarterback they don't have answers for. And that presents problems across the board for any – any team in the NFL right now, any team in the NFL is scared of us because of what we bring to the table. Bottom line. No one's going to line up and just run the ball against thoughts? us. I'm I don't sorry. know. I'm just saying. I mean, it's I'm like pretty it. simple. I, I feel like I appreciate all of your analysis based on all the film that you've studied. I'm just saying. There are so many factors when it comes to potentially throwing a pick that has nothing to do with you. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with your receivers. Maybe, you know, whatever the case is, there are a million factors. He's not throwing and you a can, pick. And you can be as prepared as you think <laughs> that you are prepared and as locked in and focused and talented and whatever the case yes. is, and you never know that's why you play the game, Frank. Well, when we play the game and we show back up on Monday <laughs> and Tuesday with no picks behind his name and three you or four touchdowns, bet? let's do it. Yes. Let's run that. That's, I was waiting I got, for somebody I'm, to get there. Balls McGee over here. I was to go through the process. I'm like, holy balls shit. McGee. Okay, Can somebody please make that? Simplified versus watched all the film. All 100%. He's so not no picks pick. versus he's going to have an interception. He's yeah. At least one. He's thrown a pick in every game so far. He's not throwing it. And this is a, by far the best defense he's faced. He's, fa- he's faced, I mean, Tennessee's all right defensively. Yeah. Minnesota and Jacksonville are awful defensively. Okay. Uh, Rams Rams have been historically great defensively. All right, so what are we going to wager? I, look, you like sour patches. I bring you a, 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 a sour patches, Applebee's. <laughs> Nuggets, apparently, because nothing oh else God. on that. <laughs> and Coors Light. <laughs> and Coors okay, Light. here we go. Here we go. Yeah. You you bring Applebee's Applebee's wings if I win, and I'll bring whatever your favorite wings are. Oh, Lolo's. Lolo. Oh Lolo's. hell yeah. Yeah, Lolo. Oh shit, Connor. Lolo's. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! Saul just yeah. signed him up to be here to be on the show. I think they call like some. Uh, they got so it's hey, twofold. No, 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 no. Chicago you gotta bring that shit for the whole crew, man. I'm in on this. So it's twofold. Not only if, if Tyler throws an interception, that's bad for the Cardinals, but it also means we have to endure Applebee's wings. Oh my game. god! I'm okay. I, I'm, oh my! Look. If you ever and yes. like, it, I don't think I've ever felt so invested. <laughs> Let's on a potential interception clear. before in my I'm life. I'm not betting against Kyler. I'm betting you're against Fred. Yeah, you are. You're yes, just betting yes. that. No one knows this. You said. You, you're, you're also betting against all of our culinary interests. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Holy, I don't know how and enforcing this is gonna go right. Applebee's. Oh god. We could, we could, why don't we do a poll and ask the fans like, what do you really think? What are your best wings? What are your favorite wings? Like nuggets, bone in, bone out. Did that for us already. You know what he said. What he said. Well, he had like this thread where I think he, um, I think he said, "So are long, long longs the best wings in Phoenix?" And then he opened the, you know, the thread up to like oh, all the best wings in Arizona. And like, consensus. It's there. Do you know who the consensus was? Um, maybe Valley Wings. There was like ATL, I think Valley ATL's Wings, ATL hot and, and, ATL wings. and long longs. I've never had long ones. I've had them, and I just, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, okay. The aesthetics kind of get me a little bit. It throws me like off the, 100 like the building. Yeah, all that. Like, it's like, you know. Oh, yeah, but that, that's the best places you get to go to eat. Yeah. All in the wall places are Those sketchy places, great, yeah. man. It's sketchy. I'm telling you, it's real sketchy. I went to a place in Kansas City. Go ahead. Probably. Yo, Facts. it's called LC's. If you ever get a chance to go to Kansas, and it's in the middle of, like, a really, like, uh, not hood. It's a wooded area. Like you wouldn't even know that it was there. But it's on like this in this old gas station that doesn't exist anymore. There's no gas pumps, nothing. And you walk in, they have the smokers on the inside. This is a barbecue mm. joint. Okay. Every time they open up the smokers, guess what color tables they have? White. And there's like <laughs> soot all over the tables. Ooh. You go like this. And you can see the black on your fingers. Nice. That was the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. And LC, I think God you bless were the inhaling the fumes. LC, God bless his soul. He's probably not with us anymore because I don't know how you could live through all this. <laughs> Sits in the corner. He's a you know, he's a he's a he's a bigger black guy. Coke bottle glasses. 
and he just sits there and chills and watches everybody enjoy his food. It's, that's it's the most beautiful sad. thing I've ever seen in my Aww. life. That's on par with when I drive home and I go get a sandwich from Circle K. Oh, in Maricopa, man. Golly. <laughs> it's going that down Circle K smacks. <laughs> All right. Next question. I don't know how we top that. Hey, we We're going to try. Uh, we got two more of these. This is from uh, Giselli underscore Gilizotto. Thank you for this question. I'm kind of worried <laughs> about <Giselle. laughs> You can't laugh at our viewers. Thank you so much, it's Giselle. It's Giselle. It's not Giselle. It's oh, Giselle. I can't see. There's a Y at the end. There's what are you a doing, Johnny? There's a Y. <laughs> Let me see it. I can't No, there's a Y on the end. Giselle at Giselle. It's Giselle. That's how Giselle Bunchen spells it. With a Y on the end? There's a Y. Yes, there's a Y. I can't see it. Right here. I can't see it. Giselle at Gilizotto. My bad, Giselle. No, 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 no. Johnny's wrong. Her name is Giselle Soto or whatever, but her, her like Twitter name is Giselle. So I'm half wrong. Giselle was her. Was her at. You guys, go to hell. All right, so <laughs> she asked. She has a damn good question. That's why I wanted to post it in the group. Question, now brother. I resent it. I'm kind of worried about the defensive line. Are they going to be able to stop the Rams running backs? And I'll expand on that. Can the defensive line generate pressure on the Rams' backfield? What do you think? Well, I think there is like a, a little bit of concern based upon what we've seen the last two weeks. But I think I think last week, like like Frank was alluding to was sort of by design. I think we're going to get the best performance we've seen out of the Cardinals this entire season. So I expect them to be better in, in every aspect. Better than Tennessee week one. Well, I, okay. I, I do. I just don't think you can repeat like one person getting five sacks. So like, I'm not going to say like, yeah, like Chandler Jones and JJ Watt are both going to get five, you know, nothing outrageous like that. But I would say like a comparable, performance i want i just want consistent pressure mm -hmm. you know every you know four or five dropbacks you got to have somebody in his face to make him think twice about what he's doing in the pocket if you just let him go free and clear like kirk cousins and basically trevor lawrence as well right he's gonna kill you he's gonna kill right. you because he's a good quarterback and but what that's why but i just i still don't think i i which is to my point but i still just don't think that we're going to get the same team we saw last week. Trevor was clean, and that game changed when Urban Meyer got cute and tried that flea flicker. Yep. And I know, bullshit, yeah, yeah, and yeah. JJ had pressure there, <clears throat> but yeah. like he probably doesn't throw a pick six there if they don't try that garbage. Very true. They probably just he does not. They probably just continue to move the chains yep. like they had been the whole game. They were looking for a spark. Yeah, but I mean that's that's the college that's that college bullshit. Excuse me. That's like the they're the that, only that's, team that's done that. No, I mean, but like that's. But we're looking at Urban with a with a quarterback that you're you're in the game. You don't you didn't you didn't even create a real flow to get to that moment where they felt like you you had, you had enough pressure. You hadn't seen the Cardinals really blitz or put any pressure on you where you felt like there was no one over top yeah. at that moment. And that is the kind of stuff where you feel like he or the offense coordinator. Got into a place thought that was cute, and they got cute, and they got and it, and it and they paid for it. The Cardinals this week will play something different. They will bring pressure from all 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 parts of the field. You're gonna see you're gonna see Zane more in the, in the backfield. You're gonna see um, it's Simmons. Zayden. Buddha Simmons. Boy, I would see Buddha. You yeah. keep call, you've called keep Zane. Uh, you Zayden. yes, and I wouldn't if it it's was a one time Zayden. thing. Zayden, not it's Zayden. Zayden. It's not no, Shit. and Frank, I normally wouldn't. I wouldn't do I that to you. To do that. I wouldn't do that to you. I but since you, you keep that. doing it, I'm like Frank. Let's Hook just me nip up, it. Sis, don't let me. Zavin, okay. Zavin <laughs> would be in the back. Hook me up. Don't, don't leave me out there, man. I don't want to keep somebody's typing like this. Dude is wrong. I don't even know my name. No, hook me up. But I think I think our defense will. I think our defense will show you something totally different. I agree with you 100. percent I think Buddha Breaker would be in the. <clears throat> he would be down more. Yeah. For a little more pressure. And you have to bring pressure to him because you have to you have to create a little bit of diversity and you know change the landscape of the quarterback's lenses. So that to me, I think, and you might see some of our defensive linemen drop back, and that might that'll change the landscape. So I think our defensive line will be different this week. I mean, they showed up against Tennessee, of course. I mean, Chandler Jones you asked the question: Was it a fluke five sacks? I can't say yes or no, but I I will say no to that. And I'm just going back because the the tackle tweeted. <laughs> 
that he I got my butt kicked. Right. And so he he really put his hands on him that week. But I think our defense has the power and the ability to stop the run. The question is, can you stop the pass when the run is when when you stop the run? So you have to make a decision with the Rams on how to how to play best defense you can. Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles did not blitz uh Matthew Stafford and got picked apart. Yeah. And Todd Bowles is one of the, the best, if not the best, defensive coordinator in the NFL. McVay's scheming people open. Cooper, mm. Cooper Cup is unguardable right now. Right now, he looks I, really good. If they try to rush four, that's not going to go well. And as as well as Chandler Jones can play, you know, they're they're let Andrew Whitworth has had his way with him. He's 39 years old. I don't know what the hell is going on there. I would blitz everybody. I would try to 12. knock him on his ass. I'd blitz Simmons and Buda Baker and bring six guys. And it's just like, sorry, Byron, do your best, right? And if you get burned, I can live with that. What I can't live with is, to Saul's point, watching a team just pick you apart 10, 20, 30 30 yards at a time. And guys are open anyway. So at least try to generate pressure, if you can, with extra help to force a turnover, to stall a drive, to force third and longs. I would much rather see that. And if you get burnt, I can live with that. They did that last year, especially in in the uh, fourth quarter in overtime against Seattle at home when they beat Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll and they started bringing people. And Buddha had a blitz, uh, blitz sack in overtime. Dennis Gardeck did. That was really effective. I, I just I don't think they can win with four right now. They're not good enough at defensive tackle. You know, Chandler's too inconsistent right now. At Isaiah Simmons was a force rushing from the edge at Clemson. Try to bring him and Buddha as much as you can. Jordan Hicks and Xavier Collins will be fine. Find a way to get all three of those guys on the field at once. I, I think that's their best bet for for generated pressure this week that they otherwise mm-hmm. just wouldn't have. Uh, Facundo, Facundo, right? Facundo, yeah. In the chat says he loves the show. Hey, thank Facundo, you so thank much. you. Appreciate you, Facundo. <laughs> thank also, you, thank Kellen with a K. My son's watching the show, so that's kind of cool. Oh, what's up, man? Kellen with a K. Oh, hi. Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Do we have one more? or We, we have one more question okay. from Lewis, um, and we've covered it to some extent, but I'll just do a quick hit here. I think the Rams will continue to follow Hop, given Kyler's recent tendency to follow his reads and take the way the play away from, from Hopkins. What do you think? I zoned out. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that again. Do you think the Do you think Ramsey... And I read this to you before the show. Do you think Ramsey? I was thinking about shotgunning beers. I just came up with I just came up with this thing in my head because I thought it would be funny if all of us like this is the only way I'm doing it. If it since we didn't reach our goal, if we all if we all shotgunned a beer at the end, your son would get to see it. I was laughing in my head about it, and that's why I just like totally. I just did not listen to anything. Well, the the question just is. Yes, he will. Ramsey's going to shit. Ramsey's going to shadow Hopkins the entire uh, game. Yeah. Try to take him out, and then the other three receivers are going to try. Oh yeah, you got to get you. You, you got to put your best guy on on the opponent's best guy. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't no believe question. so because oh. it, I don't think so because I think they're moving him. Last year he was the he was the pinnacle of our offense. He was the only option on offense, and that right now he's not the only option on offense. We have guys that can actually make plays. So your best option for you is to allow him to still be free falling or free flowing, excuse me, free flowing in the defense. Maybe every now and then if D Hop goes on the inside, you put him on the inside because that's where he's been able to make some plays and catches. But outside of that, you let him you let him move around to change the the mindset of the quarterback on where he's coming from. He's blitzed from the slot position, and he's had he's been more effective. Um and from the from the slot position or from a nickel or dime position, then he's been just being on an outside cornerback um, this year with the Rams. So that so that that tells you they they think they have two some decent cornerbacks on the outside that they can move Ramsey from one spot. If D Hop sits in the slot, he probably will go inside with him. But more than likely, he's more effective being on the opposite end of where. Um, Aaron Donald is in regards to the defense because now you got to pay attention to both sides. If one pressure's coming that way, he might come from the left side. If Aaron moves to the right, then he moves to the left. And they, they've been doing that pretty effective, excuse me, this year. So I don't see him on D Hops this year because D Hops not the only piece. We got we got studs out there okay. and they got to pay attention to that. And so if Christian's the guy and Christian get hot, I would I would see him get on Christian. And then they'll figure out then they'll then they'll double team D Hop with some other with somebody else, and then they'll go from there because if we don't move him, then we're going to have a problem. And we have to move him. We have to figure out how to get him in motion. And if we get D-Hops in motion, that will, that will change the narrative and the landscape for many. But 
he rams it like I said, man. That is, he's he's good, but the way they got him playing this year, nah, he he'll probably move around. I just don't I don't see him sticking and staying okay. on D hops. I don't. Okay. All right. Well, before we move on, I want to remind you guys, if you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the code PHNX, bet just $1 on any game, any football game, um, you're going to get $150 in free bets instantly. We also have a promo going on for all of our members by any college tee. So we've got U of A themed, ASU themed. By any college tee, get any other shirt half off at phnxlocker.com. We've got some cool Cardinals shirts, but we've got uh, T-shirts that are themed um, pretty much after every team we have here Mm -hmm. locally. So we've got some great stuff going on there. All right. This is what I've been waiting for. I was wondering how we were going to do this last segment since we did not reach the goal. We did not get 1,500. But we can either end it here, guys, or if everybody will shotgun with me, I'll do it. I mean, I'll chug a beer. I'm chugging it. Shotgun. Well, you got to pop it and then tear it and, yeah, and then just kind of make a mess. The carpet, the, the flooring. Like, People work but, here, Cheerson. Yeah, I mean, I mean this isn't a frat we, house. We, we, yeah. <laughs> this <is a> man. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Every, everybody's going to get one. Thank you. Watch me smash You know how crazy that is? Like, man, this man is. Oh, they're really cold. They're really cold. I was hoping they'd warm up by now. What? (laughs) Warm beer and apple beans. Warm up. It's a perfect Friday night right there, baby. No, for (laughs) chugging, you want like closer to room temp. Okay. That's true. That is true. (laughs) And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for everybody who has followed our page. What is that? Are you getting a. Trying to make sure <laughs> get cologne right. What in the heck you is that? You just got to get your cologne right. You know, it's like a little dab of do you. Never hurt shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers. Oh, oh, just, what you got, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who did yes. follow. Yes. Everybody thank who's you viewing. All. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank we did much. have an awesome uh, turnout for that, even if we didn't reach our But they got, they got a race. Somebody said my money is on Johnny. Jesus. Oh, is this a race? Is this a race? Oh, look at you already starting oh, over there, oh, Teeter. Okay, hold up. What's it? That don't need to be. Stick a little baby sims over there and whatnot. Come on now. This ain't even fair. What? I'm going to come in dead last. Like, I won't win. Blue 18. All of us. Blue height. 18. No. That's it. I- <laughs> I can't do it. Can't do it. Wait for it. Oh, man. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, Starbucks and Coors Light. Ooh. There you go, bud. Oh, my goodness. A wet moment. Cool. Thank you, everybody. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code PHNX. on social media. PHNX underscore sports. Go PHNX.com. Instagram. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow.